Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have each and every one of you here this morning. Please join me in the doxology, and it is found in your red hymnal number 549, the doxology. is found in the red hymnal number 709. My whole being boasts of the Lord. Let the lowly folk hear and be glad. Lord God Almighty, how great and wonderful are your deeds. King of all nations, how right and true are your ways. Who will not fear you, Lord? Who will refuse to declare your greatness? For you alone are holy. All the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds are seen by all. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice, let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might belong to God forever and ever. Amen. Please turn with me to our first hymn this morning, number 458, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross.
gracious God, we are so thankful for each and every one that is here this morning to worship you. And Lord, as we come before you with our needs and requests, you remind us again and again through the presence of your Spirit in our lives that no request is too small and that no request is too big. And God, as we come before you, we are humbled by the fact that you do hear our requests, that you do hear our prayers in all circumstances. And God, we would ask that you would give us that discernment and that understanding as we desire to seek your will in all of the different aspects in our lives, and that you would help us to understand your will each day more and more. Lord, we come before you with the needs and requests of family members and of friends, the needs of the patients that are throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff, the needs of the family members that will be visiting today. Lord, you know of those needs, even before we ask, but you always want us to ask in your name, because it is an act of worship as we pray to you. And God, as you do hear our prayers, please, once again, remind us of the responsibilities we have to each other, to encourage each other, to love each other, to be there for each other, no matter what the circumstances might be. And God, we are so thankful that you've given us this time of worship in this chapel. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 457, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Number 457, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less.
scripture reading this morning is found in the book of Romans, chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful for the time of worship that we have had thus far. And Lord, the presence of your Spirit is with us. And God, we are so thankful that you are here and that you are represented by your Holy Spirit. And God, I would ask that you would help each and every one of us continue that act of worship. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. You know, one of the traditions that we have in our family is at Christmas time, we give each other calendars. And the calendars are pictures of all the different members of the family. So each family for each month, as we cycle through the year, they have pictures of themselves, of the grandchildren and different pictures in terms of the activities that they have and that they do. And every time that Lynn and I see the calendars, and we see them on a regular basis because they're placed in appropriate spots where we will see them again and again. In fact, the main location is over the garbage can. Not because the calendar is garbage, but because how many times do you go to the garbage can every day in your home? You go there frequently, right? So consequently, we see the calendar, and the calendar sticks out because it's over the garbage can. And we put it there because we want to be reminded of our family. We want to be reminded of the connectedness that we have to our family. And we do so by having those pictures there on that calendar. So as it began this day, today, March 1st, we turned the calendar over and it began a, a new month, and therefore there was a new set of pictures of a different family reminding us of the connection that we have with them, reminding us of the hope that we have in our relationship with each other as a family. And so the calendar reminds us that we have a hope within our immediate family. It gives us an understanding that we are not alone, that we have our children and our grandchildren 
to remind us that all of the efforts, all of the things that we do, all of the hard work that we have applied in raising our family has been for good. And it reminds us, and it helps us stay connected to understanding of the hope that we have. The scriptures that we have read this morning remind us of the hope that we have in God. The calendar that has been painted for us or the picture that has been made for us reminds us of the hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That while we were yet separated from God, He sent His only Son to restore us, to redeem us, to make us connected with Him. But many times I think we struggle with understanding what our hope is in God. And I think we need to be reminded that we always have that hope in God. We need to be reminded of the picture that is there for us each and every day in our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. In fact, the word hope in itself is a noun and also a verb. So hope is something that is a person, place, or thing. Hope is also a verb that requires action. But a lot of times when we think of our hope that we have in God, we might think of it as a person, place, or thing, or we might think of it as something that requires action. But very rarely do we put the two together. And I believe that's essential for us understanding the hope that we have in God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That it is a person. That it is the Son of God. That it is a place called Calvary. That it is a thing of His life, of His crucifixion, of His death, of His burial, and of His resurrection. And then in that, you and I have that hope that gives us action in our daily lives. It gives us meaning. It gives us purpose. Because you and I have been justified. Justified by the faith that God has given us through the presence of His Holy Spirit. And because we have that justification you and I receive blessings from that hope that is a person, place, and thing, from that hope that is a verb of action. We receive that blessing because of the faith that we have extended. The faith that we have extended, even though we can't understand it, when God beckoned and called us to come to know Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, when we cried out to God only in the presence of His Holy Spirit, that we needed to be reconnected with God, that we were separated from God, that we needed to be reestablished in a relationship with Him, that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And it is that justification of hope that we find that we can have peace with God, that we can have peace with God in all things, so that we can truly say, regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in, that it is well, it is well with my soul. And it is in that hope 
that we can say those things because we know that that hope is action for us. Because many times we look at the situations in our lives and we try to figure out how all these different things are happening to us. We try to find meaning. We try to find some kind of understanding. But yet many times we just can't seem to put all the pieces of the puzzle together to give us a clear picture. But you see, that's okay. Because God does not want us to always put together all the pieces of the puzzle together. Many times we don't see the clear picture of our circumstances. Many times it will be many years down the road when we look back and all of a sudden we begin to see a clearer picture of those circumstances that we have been through. And we may not ever understand it fully. We may never understand this the complete picture in which we are a part of. But you see, that doesn't matter. Having peace with God doesn't matter if we understand everything that takes place in our lives or in the lives of others. Having peace with God means that we understand that we walk by faith and not by sight. That we walk with an understanding that we've put our trust in Jesus Christ. And it is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we can say, it is well with my soul. Because you and I stand in grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor to us. Meaning that there's nothing that we have done to earn God's grace. God gives us that grace freely. And in that grace, it is a place in which you and I can feel secure. Understanding our hope means that we are secure in the arms of God through His grace. That regardless of what I have done in the past, regardless of what I have done today or will do today, regardless of what I will do tomorrow into the future, our relationship is not contingent upon those things. Our relationship with God is contingent upon us understanding that we have received His grace and that we have received His mercy, His unmerited favor because He loves us. And again and again, God gives us that opportunity, the opportunity and the ability to see ourselves through those difficulties in which we find ourselves. To see ourselves through those challenges that we are facing. It gives us the opportunity and the ability with the presence of God in our lives through His Holy Spirit gives us that extra strength that we need. Gives us that extra discernment. Gives us something in which we can go to that is outside of ourselves that helps us deal with the difficulties that we are facing. And when we do those things, we truly rejoice in the hope that has been provided to us. The hope that is that person, place, or thing. That hope that is that verb that requires action. And we rejoice in that hope. We rejoice in understanding of the hope that God has given us. 
And it makes us confident as followers of Jesus Christ. Even when we have times of doubts. Even when there are times in which we have misunderstandings about our circumstances. And we all do that. We all have doubts about things that are taking place with us. We all have different misunderstandings about the world in which we are a part of. But the hope that gives us that confidence reminds us that through those circumstances, we are with God. And we rejoice in that hope. Because that hope gives us that anticipation that you and I one day will be with God and that you and I can celebrate the glory of God in the present moment because we know that our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, is secure. And we can praise God when we worship God collectively as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. We're reminded of the glory of His life. We are reminded by the fact that God has changed lives through the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. He has changed our lives in a newness. We have been reborn. Our old nature has been put away, has been casted away, and that new nature becomes part of our life. It is our life. And we rejoice in God. Because when we do that, we understand that as we are walking with God, that hope that is given to us reminds us that as we go through all of the different things that take place in our lives, that many times we respond based on what our feelings are, right? There are times that I don't feel the presence of God in my life. Does that mean that God has left me? The answer is no. God has never left me. God has never forsaken me. God has never left you. God has never forsaken you. But yet sometimes within our feelings, we feel that God has deserted us because we look around in our lives and the lives of others, and we ask questions. We raise doubts about our own belief. But God reminds us here through the scriptures that we have read that we can know for sure that that relationship is secure. And that's why it is important that we understand our hope. Our hope that we have in God is not just a feeling. It is something that we can know. The presence of God in our lives is something that we can know. The reassurance that God wants us to give us again and again through the presence of His Holy Spirit in our lives is something that we can know. And because of that, we see that as we have different things that are challenges in our lives, different sufferings that are taking place in our lives, different things that are creating stress, that are creating emotional pain, maybe even physical pain, the things that are putting pressure in our lives. We can see those things in the way that God wants us to see those things. 
that it is there to strengthen us. It is there to give us perseverance. It is there to give us more character. And the end result is to give us more confidence in God. More confidence in our relationship with God. Confidence that is not misplaced. Confidence in what we believe in. Faith in what we believe in. And when that confidence rises in us, as we go through those difficulties, as we go through those sufferings, as we go through that stress, the confidence that we have is experienced by the love of God that we have in our lives. It is something that as we go to God with all of our doubts, with all of our fears, with all of our misunderstandings, with all of our feelings that are sometimes there and not there, we experience His love that He has for each and every one of us. We experience that in the midst of all of those difficulties, and if we know and we understand our hope, we can see God's love being shown in our lives. And usually when we are taken to that point, when the anger that we are feeling has been resolved, when the tears that we are crying have stopped, we sense the presence of God's love in our lives. We sense the presence of His Spirit and He reminds us that in our relationship with Him that we are always in that relationship. That we have never been forsaken. We have never been without God. And then we sense that love that just overwhelms us. The love of God that gives us the confidence that we have to endure this present day. The love that gives us the confidence to endure tomorrow. But first and foremost, we need to understand that our hope is in God in all things. Our hope is not in our circumstances. Our hope is in God. And then we understand when all of the emotions have been spent, we begin to see things in a different way because we are not walking in our own path. We are walking in the path of God. And as we experience that path of God, as we walk in God's steps, we sense the blessings of all of those things that are in our lives. All of those things that we don't understand. But yet we know that somewhere there is that blessing. We know that all of the different things that have been said and that have been done reminds us that we are not alone. That we walk with Him. That we have been justified. Justified because of what Christ has done for us. And within that justification, you and I have that hope, 
that can never be taken away from us. Once we have come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, that relationship will never end. That relationship will never be taken away from us. Because God will not allow it. Once we have come to know Christ, once we have been reconciled, we become part of Christ's life. And we rejoice in that relationship. We rejoice in understanding the hope that we have through the presence of His Holy Spirit in our lives. We rejoice and we see all of the different things in a different way. We see the newness of life that God wants us to have every day. Every day when you begin your day, God gives you and me an opportunity to have a newness in our lives. All the things that we have done have been passed away. All those things that we have done in the past, they are gone. And all we have is today. And God wants us to walk with Him. And therefore we put our hope in Him each day. Because God wants us to experience His love. God wants us to experience His peace. God wants us to understand that our grace is there. That His mercy is there. And that as we walk with Him, we can hold our head high in the confidence and in the relationship that we have with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. For that is understanding our hope. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion. Understanding that as we celebrate publicly together that communion, we are saying that we have that confidence in that hope. We are saying that we understand that hope that we have through his son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us this morning that we do have a hope in you in all things. And forgive us, God, when we've allowed our feelings and our anger and our tears overwhelm us and not see the fact that you are always there for us in our lives. Regardless of what our fears might be, regardless of what our misunderstandings might be. And God, as we celebrate communion together, we are saying publicly, with our heads held high, that we have confidence in our relationship with you, through the grace that you have provided each and every one of us, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for forgiving us and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen.
I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, whatever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Please join me for our closing hymn, number 393, Years I Spent in Vanity and Pride. Number 393.
to understand that hope that has been given to us through that mercy and grace, that we are not alone, that you are always with us. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.